Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. <clears throat> so, hi. Did you taste your lunch? Who, who did taste any bite really there for it? Present for some, some of it. Not easy, I know. Yeah. And it tastes good, right? But it's just kind of going down the hatch, you know. Uh, uh, what's that? Yeah. Is it is it on? Yeah. Uh, and uh, how about resting? Any if you remembered to rest for a few moments and just let yourself be. Raise your hand if you if you actually did remember to do that. Okay. It takes practice, doesn't it? Well, very good if you were able to do that. It, it just takes remembering. Um, let's see. Before we start with uh, the uh, quiet time, I uh, wonder who, uh, if you're a yoga teacher or a movement teacher, raise your hand. Lots of them. Okay. Uh, somebody like to lead us in about five minutes of movement just to wake up. Oh, there it is, coming up. Yeah? Oh, I heard good things about you. From Rinpoche. All right. So, and if you, uh, here, if you want, want to use... You want sitting or standing? What's that? Sitting or standing? Standing, moving moving the body. Yeah. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hi. Got taller. <laughs> That's being ready. <laughs> Are you ready to move a little bit? Okay, let's like create a little space around you, a loving space. And if you get to touch each other, do it lovingly. Okay. So we just uh, ate, at least I did. So let's not do too big of a posture. Eh? So <clears throat> I would like to we all root our feet to the earth and say hello to our toes. Stretch them. And to the heels and to the outside of the feet and the arch of your feet. Are you sure you're feeling your feet? Come on, a little bit more. <laughs> Great. And now your hands. Stretch the fingers. All right, so I would like that as we do this movement, you stay close to your hands and the feet. And then we reach the hands up towards the sky. And reach and feel your fingertips touching the, the sky as your feet reached for the earth. Yes. And take another breath. And then we do a nice sigh and come out. Can we do that twice? Keep the feet rooted and the fingers towards the sky. And enjoy. Take big room, big space for yourself. By the way, this accent is Italian. <laughs> Exhale. I know, they get distracted, you know. <laughs> 
and two more. Notice how your arms are an extension of your hips and your hips are connecting to your feet. Can you feel that? Making room and release and relax. Thank you. And let's do it from the side, but this time, as we reach the arms out to the side, we're raising the heels a little, little bit, okay? Not too much. And if you cannot raise your heels, imagine that you're raising your heels. So three times, we go up. So wake up the big muscles of the legs, reach for the fingers, and with the toes. And All right, on your own, two more. Feel how tall you can get and how deep you can connect to the earth. All right, last time. Beautiful. Can we shake a little bit? Yeah. Yes. Let's shake a little bit. Not too much. You just ate. <laughs> but we can shake the hips, the hands also because we've been sitting. And then we shake the feet a little bit. All right. Now we're going for a twist from the center to the right. Just a little bit. Okay. So from the center, we just go to the right and we do it three times. We do this with the breath out. The breath, you know, is a very big part of our awareness uh, in movement. So breathe out as you twist. And then breathe in as you come back to center. And two more. Breathe out, feel free. Just that, and back to center. Good. Now we do the other side three times. If you can, do it on the breath out. Breath out through the mouth for now, or a sigh. In awareness, this beautiful image of awareness is where we really move from and breathe from. And now come back to center. Now we're going to do a side stretch. We bring the hand to the shoulder, and the other, let's say, right hand, right shoulder, left hand outside of the left thigh, and reach over your head, but you're not so interested in reaching your fingertips as far as you can over your head, you want to stretch your right side. Can you feel that? Mm -hmm. That's why you need, that's why. Okay, and then touch your hand on the shoulder again. And two more, over. Feel your feet rooted to the earth. That will allow you to feel taller, to make more space in your body maximize the benefit of this simple stretch. This is a lateral side stretch. You feel it? And also works the shoulder. All right. Uh, of course, be gentle, please, with your shoulders and your back. And again, root your feet and over. And back, touch your shoulder. Breath in, stretch. Long breath out. Ah. <coughs> Very good. Ah, all right. It would be nice to do a forward bend, but again, we just ate, so let's do a simple forward bend. Let's have the hands to the side of the hips. And again, feel the feet rooting to the earth. On the breath out, aside. And bring your fingertips towards the floor, if that's all right with you. Let go of the back of your head and let gravity gently pull your head down. 
and then come up, roll back up, simple, and let your hand come up at the side of your hips. Are you okay with that? Then do two more. And as you breathe out, forward bend, slide your hand, unlock your knees, and let your back stretch. So the bending of the legs allow you to go a little deeper into the <coughs> forward bend, and therefore stretch a little bit more your lower back, even if your back, the muscles of your legs are tight. And come back up. For those of you that are sitting on the chair, you can do that on a chair, you know, just forward bend. And last time, stretching the waist, exhale, forward bend. Relax the jaw, the muscles of the face, the tongue, and come back up. Thank you. All right. Do we have another minute? One more. One, 30 seconds. Now, we can raise the arms up and bend the right leg. This is advanced. And here you need your eyes, you need your focus, and you need your relaxation at the same time. And then come down, so wake up a little bit, raise both arms. So the arm movement are really useful for us now to relax our upper body, neck and shoulders. And then as you lower your arms, you raise the leg a little bit, yes. So arms up, both feet on the ground, Lower your arms, bend both legs. Uh, bring, bring the knees. <laughs> that was advanced. And, but you caught it last time, only one leg at a time. And now, those of you that really has listened to the teaching today, do both legs up. <laughs> and let's pause a moment. I want to do something just for the neck and shoulders, okay? It's very simple, but it goes like that. Hands like this. We look up, and this helps the back of the neck and the shoulder. Then we look down, and the arms are out. How's that? Again, bring it forward. We look up, and then we bring the chin down. Yes? You feel that? And last time. Up. Inner smile, out. Thank you, body. And we bring the hands back if you like. And now we stretch a little bit more and look up. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Huh? Um, would like that I tell you my name. My name is Mirka Skalko Kravso. And I live in Sebastopol. And I love this day. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mirka. Mm. And Sean? Let's see. Just uh, want to do a temperature check. So do we have... What, what's that? We have three ACs on. So should the windows be closed? If we, uh, if we. This is the one spot in the room. I'm gonna bring up the fan right now. Okay. It's uh, cool. It's cool back. There. It's okay, actually. Don't uh, don't bring it up for me because because we'll, silence is will will be good for for this okay. this one. Okay. So I know for it might be warm for for some of you if you can hang in there with it. I guess it's what it's warm right here, huh? This is okay. You okay? Oh, good. You just... It's all good. 
Resting. All right. Resting. Well, you guys got it. Hmm. So yeah, it's always good to uh, start with a little um, movement getting into your body when, uh, especially after lunch. So thank you, Mirka. Ah. So with this, uh, we're going to uh, do a bit of a practice period now, and um, I want to uh, share with you, perhaps some of you have, are familiar with this, um, a, a meditation uh, on um, the space of awareness, kind of what we did at the very beginning when I asked you to look at the fingers uh, or look at look at what's in front of you when you put your hand there and there's space and there's a hand in the space. Well, this is um, another way to practice where you tune into uh, the space in which everything is arising as the main um, uh, tuning into that field. And this is a, it's an adaptation uh, that Joseph Goldstein first uh, uh, adapted or put together from um, the uh, great the Tibetan Book of Great Liberation. Um, so, uh, and you can download this uh, from Dharma Seed. Uh, if you go to Big Mind or Big Sky, there's uh, uh, teachers have their their own versions of it, and I think Joseph's is up there as well. So, um, just relax. Mm. You might close your eyes as you do this. And um, work with stillness. Be comfortable. And as you are sitting here, let the mind be open, wide, clear, like the sky. And become aware of sounds. Loud sounds, softer sounds, the sound of my voice, the sound of silence. Noticing sounds appearing and disappearing in the open space of mind.
sounds appearing and disappearing. Listen carefully, impartially. Sounds arising and passing in the open clarity of mind. Keep the mind soft, steady, perfectly still. Sounds appearing and disappearing in the open space of mind. Now become aware of sensation as points of feeling, like stars in the night sky. No head, no shoulders, no back or chest, or arms, or legs, only points of sensation, like stars in the night sky. No inside, no outside. No boundaries or separations. Only sounds and sensations 
arising and passing in the open space of mind. the mind soft and steady, perfectly still, allowing sounds and sensations to appear and disappear in the open stillness of mind. No head or neck, no shoulders, back, arms or legs, only points of sensation in the open sky of mind. Now become aware of thoughts and images like clouds passing through the sky. No roots, no home, arising and vanishing in the open sky of mind. Sounds, 
sensations, thoughts, images, appearing and disappearing in the soft stillness of mind. Keep the mind soft and steady and perfectly still. No reaching out or pushing away. Allowing sounds and sensations, thoughts, images to arise and pass by themselves in the open stillness of mind. No head, no shoulders, no back, no arms, legs, only points of sensation like stars in the night sky. Now look directly at the nature of mind. Mind is clear and invisible like empty space without color or form. It is, but it doesn't exist. Look directly into the mind. Look directly 
the mind, clear, vast, without boundaries, limitless. It contains all things, but isn't composed of them. Look directly at the nature of mind. not the slightest movement towards or away from any object. Let the mind be soft and steady and perfectly still. Mind is clear, unborn, unformed. It is, but it doesn't exist. Look directly at the nature of mind. Inside, no outside, no limits or boundaries. No attachment, no resistance, allowing all experience to appear and disappear in the open stillness of mind. Reaching towards or pushing away, everything arises 
and passes in the open space of mind. Let the mind be relaxed, open, spacious. Everything arising and passing on its own in the open stillness of mind. The next time the bell rings, we'll signal the end of the sitting. Until then, relax, let the mind be open and spacious. Everything arising and passing in the space of mind.
Ah. So, come back to planet Earth in case you have wandered off, drifted off. Mm. Let's first uh, check in. Any um, anything that that you want to um, raise? What what was that like? And, uh, any questions? All the way in the back. Uh, it's too cold in there. Ah, okay. Is it cold? How many people are cold? Okay. Who's not cold? Yeah. <laughs> this is always a tricky thing. Uh, how many people are warm? <laughs> yeah. If you would switch with the people who are cold. <laughs> In fact, if you want to come up, it's warm over here on this part. But um, let's see. It's a little tricky. I uh, don't know what to say. So we'll just leave it since most people are doing okay. Great. She's got something to wear. What else? Anything that has come up from that? Or we could take a few, a few minutes to just check in from, from the morning as, as well. But I'm curious about how that was for you. Here's, yeah. Raise your hand so she can see you. Yeah. And put it right next to your lips. Yeah. yeah I, um, I don't know if this is the time for this question, but I am dealing with a lot of sciatic pain. And I wish that you would talk a little bit more about pain in this whole process and how to <laughs> how to deal with it, how to empty the mind and so forth when you're feeling a lot of pain. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Uh, it's a really good question. Somebody asked that uh, uh, earlier about when your body is going through a lot of stuff. It's obviously harder for the mind to be relaxed and still. And uh, like Rinpoche was talking before about uh, having his pain and uh, and working with it, and uh, a few things I would I would say, and maybe Rinpoche has, has something to add as well. Um, there's the pain, and there's an awareness that that sees. Um, It's hard to stay with a strong sensation for, uh, for too long a time. The mind gets really uh, withered, is the, is the phrase that sometimes is used in the, in the teachings. It gets fatigued. So not to feel, first of all, that you're supposed to be with that pain. You take care in whatever way you can, whether it's moving kindly with, with mindfulness uh, or um, feeling the, the fear or the anxiety that might arise with it or the, the frustration, the aversion, um, and not expect that you're going to be perfectly calm. Uh, but you might, for from time to time, see about the way I say it, uh, being the awareness that's noticing that this body is in pain. Not trying to um, pretend it's not there and not trying to uh, do away with it 
and not trying to be a great meditator, but just noticing, oh, there's pain here. And if you can, relax the rest of your body by taking some nice deep breaths so you're not tensed up. And uh, from time to time, see about how you can relate to the pain, not as an enemy, but as this moment of life that is uh, calling for some kind, compassionate awareness, just a little at a time. Yes. Did you want to say something? Hello. Yeah. Um, I'm fairly much of a beginner of meditation. Yes. But as you were guiding the meditation, every time you said something like an arm or a leg or that, mm -hmm. I'd get a picture of that instead of, like, I, I would do okay in the spaces between your words, but every time you said something, I went to where you were saying it, yeah, and I yeah. guess I'm just not trained enough, but... I, or, or I don't... I just dump on that. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up already. Don't say arm. And it is interesting how the mind hears something and then, uh, and then the, 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 uh, or the ears hear something and the body pictures it. Um, and so just let your experience be however it is, including I wish he'd shut up or if that's what's there. But just to see there's another way to relate to this body, um, certainly you know if you have a sensation here, it is what we call the arm, it's in the arm. But to just play around with seeing through that, those concepts and, and experiencing it simply as a, a point of sensation, it's just something that um, you can play around with. The points were good. I got the stars. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Hang out with the stars and just notice the mind creating concepts when it hears the words. Yeah. And you can be very playful and light with that. Oh, look at what the mind does. Yeah. Anything? All the way in the back. Uh, it, you've you got to stand up so that Juliet sees and raise your hand. Or, yeah. Hi, I'm Barbara. Um, I actually wanted to follow that point. I recently I was on residential retreat here, mm -hmm. and I actually had an aversion to your guiding the meditation kind of all the time, you know, you know no spaces. Um, and then I tried to have relaxed mind <laughs> around the fact that I was having the aversion yeah. to your never not talking. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so then I got an aversion to not being able to have my, a relaxed mind. And I went into this, just this awful spiral that actually, I'm only speaking because I'm still not out of it. Uh-huh. You know? so so only if either one of you have any comments about my torturing myself this way. Yeah. Well, first see that you're torturing yourself. <laughs> who, no, keep the microphone. Keep the microphone. Okay. Who, who is, where is the suffering coming from? Um, wishing I were in a quieter place. Yeah, okay. So yeah. since you're not, since yeah. the, the, the words kept on coming, Yeah. the more you wish 
that it were different, yeah. the more they're suffering. What if that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And right now, so there's you're worked up. Yeah. Right? Okay. Now, what if it, you just let it be okay to be worked up? Not not to not to say oh either it's wrong or I'm wrong, I'm wrong. or whoever is wrong. Just oh, and here's worked up Buddha. <laughs> no, honestly, I <laughs> no, I, I, I believe yeah. it sounds a little elegant. Actually. Here it is, right yeah. here, right right here. <laughs> let it be okay to be worked up Buddha for just okay. a moment. Yeah. What's that like? I start to feel. I start to feel quieter. Ah. So the quiet, that quieter is not dependent. I'm still talking. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. So the quieter isn't dependent on the silence. It's on your relationship to what's happening. To the sound. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that can be even more important than having touched some blissful peace. Mm-hmm. Because that's where the peace is, not in the silence that you wish for. Finding the happiness within. In letting th- things are the way they are, and you've got two choices. Yeah. Wishing they were different, that yeah. is, if you yeah. can't do anything about it. Yeah. Wishing they were different and right. feeling really frustrated and tight, yeah. or saying, or, oh, this is how it is. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. It's just this moment. Not struggling. Not struggling, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Up front, right over here. Uh, Raise your hand so she sees you. Oh, Oh, yeah, come on over here. Um, I'm, I'm curious about a way that you led the big sky meditation. Um, which is not a pattern peculiar to that meditation. It's a pattern that often arises during guided meditations, um, which is to start with, um, you know, often you start with breath and you move to sounds and you move to sensations Mm -hmm. and, and, um, you know, there may be feeling tones in there and at some point you get to thoughts and watching the thoughts arise and fall away. Right. And for me, um, and I, I don't think I'm totally peculiar in this. Um, for me, the thoughts are there from the get-go and are often distracting me from all of the stages leading up to, okay, now focus on the thoughts. And it, I always feel like, hmm, that's really strange because I've been distracted by the thoughts, i.e. focusing on them unwillingly you know, this entire time, and and now he's telling me, okay, watch them arise and fall away, and I'm just, I'm always curious, like, what if, what if we started with the thoughts, and we said, okay, watch the thoughts arise and fall away, and then maybe let them have less hold, or something, I'm just wondering, I guess I'm just wondering why, why that's the, why that's the rubric, and what, what you see as, uh, Mm -hmm. um, what you see in it. Well, uh, it, because, um, we're so lost in our thoughts most of the time that coming into something that's actually here as a home base, as an anchor, say in the, if you were on a retreat and doing that natural progression, or even here, it's like th- thoughts are the most ephemeral and elusive 
to see. You might know, oh yeah, I'm doing a lot of thinking, but to have space around the thoughts uh, is, uh, is, not, uh, is not easy for many people, but to see, oh, here's the breath, or here's a sound, and it's, it's something that the mind can, um, can observe without getting into a whole story. So there's a value in coming into the present with some kind of a, an anchor, it's sometimes called, that establishes, oh, now I'm in the present moment. And as you collect more and more and connect with the present moment, then it's a, often a bit easier to see the thoughts coming and going. But the way I, the way I um, find it helpful to, to uh, share the meditation is the key moment in any practice is the moment that you realize you've been wandering. And I say that from the very, very beginning, not in this particular meditation, but in, you know, in, a, in a class or, or up on the hill. The key moment is when you realize you've been gone. Because while you're gone, there's not much you can do about it. You are gone. But at, that, at the moment that, you're go- that you realize you've got some choice, and often the response is, oh, darn it, there I was gone. Let's get back here. Or, mm, this is a really interesting thought, let me go with this one, and you've just gotten hooked. But if you can see the mind has been gone with no judgment at all, even appreciate that it's just come into the moment, and then let the uh, return or the reconnection be done with great kindness, no judgment, that's where the training is occurring. So that, that's, and that starts from the very, very beginning, how to deal with the wandering mind. This particular meditation, it's, uh, th- we s- start out with sounds because it's a very spacious kind of a thing. And the mind is, there, there's no controlling the sound. So that, that's, that's uh, you know, that's the thought, the thinking behind that. Okay, uh, one, one more, let's see, uh, and then we'll, okay, we'll go right over here, and then we'll get on. I have been mulling this over since this morning. You have what? I've been mulling this particular, okay. probably I've been mulling it over for a lot longer than that. Um, we're doing this practice of, as you are saying, uh, not comparing. And we're learning... Um, well, maybe not learning, we're falling into the experience of one taste. And there's this, maybe it's a fear that comes from not fully being able to trust that life can express itself through me, as you mm. so eloquently put, which really touched my heart. Mm. <clears throat> but I want to understand, maybe Rinpoche can point out, and then you could co- comment. Um, maybe you could point out the d- the distinction between one taste, as you were talking about this morning, and indifference, and maybe how that relates to the practice of not comparing, but yet, you know, and you said awareness doesn't care, but I know you didn't mean doesn't care, but there's a place where it doesn't care that gets confused maybe with indifference. Um, So maybe about, you know, 
what's the process of this wisdom of discernment or discriminating awareness is that developing we're not comparing anymore and we're in this one taste but how is that not indifference she asked you There is it to hear. Can you help me? Quite a long question. <laughs> uh, maybe our mind is exhausted by that long question. James, her guidance was uh, very wonderful, and uh, all you need to do is uh, be witness. Can you be witness right now? You can all be witness right now and see what thought arising in this vast field of awareness. Don't try to come up with the questions. Keep witnessing whatever is rising. What is happening right now inside you? Can you tell me? I think I feel afraid of hurting someone somehow by what you're describing as one taste. You're afraid of what? Hurting someone. You're afraid of hurting somebody. So try maybe to... I, maybe I'm afraid of becoming indifferent somehow, or, d or detached or oh, something. So try to invite that thought, this fear. Can you witness that fear right now? Just keep witnessing that fear, fear of hurting somebody.
So can you tell me right now what is happening? I'm feeling some expansion. Oh, that's very good, a continued art expansion. So can you see the difference between that fear and then state of your consciousness witnessing it? Hard right to, it's hard to be to mm-hmm. see and be in fear at the same time. Uh, right now, you're not totally lost in the fear. There's a witnessing, and then trying to abide in that witnessing state of your mind. And let this fear dance and watch that dance. Can you see there's a witnessing which is a not completely lost in the fear? And this fear will eventually dissolve. Maybe it's going to be replaced by love or joy. This fear is not uh, permanent. If you're able to abide us, just pure witness in this fear, then you already have achieved the awareness. So tell us what is happening right now. I still feel a little nervous, but it's kind of a warmer feeling. Mm-hmm. So, but you can see there's a witnessing, which is not the fear. to witness right now. And thank you for the inquiry. One time I was given meditation guidance and somebody had a similar aversion to this must be quite a, a universal problem. I give this to you. Well, I'm, 
I'll just say a couple more words and then you, you're going to share. Okay. Thanks. <coughs> Over here. So, um, what was I going to say? I, I hope that um, maybe some of you uh, get a sense of, um, in practicing, uh, that there's another way than uh, just tuning into the objects as they arise. That, that's, that's the point, that you can actually shift perspective. It's not that one way is the real way and another way is not as good. But if you're only tuning into objects, like the breath, or like sounds, or emotions, or thoughts, uh, you, um, things seem so real as they arise. And to see everything just arising and passing in the space of mind, um, they're not as, um, they're not as real. Thoughts are as real as we believe them to be or as empty as we see them to be. Thoughts or the objects themselves, all just pa arising and passing. Joseph Goldstein, a teacher, has a, a very good suggestion. He says, if you're bothered by your thoughts and you're sitting in a meditation hall or room, just imagine they're coming from the person behind you. <laughs> very, very strong instruction, it all seems so real. And they're just coming and going. As, as impactful as they are, I think there, there was a recent study I saw that emotions, if you don't mess or struggle with an emotion, it, uh, the, the actual lifespan of an emotion is on the average 90 seconds. There's this wave of whoo, but then if you mess with it or struggle or feel like you're in trouble, and then the cortisol starts shooting through the body, and then there's a whole wave or tsunami uh, that comes. But to see it all arising and passing in mind, including fear, including doubt, including wanting, including um, hatred or whatever, just it's all arising in mind. It's okay. You don't have to fix it. You don't have to mess around with it. And the same with the sounds, how quickly they come and go. How many, sensa how many sensations have you had? since we've been here. Thousands and thousands and thousands. Can you point to any one of them and say, oh, that's me? You are a field of activity. And when you can see behind all of that display, then you can um, rest in the peace that's here all the time. This is a, a, um, another Tibetan beautiful teaching from Nyosho Kempo Rinpoche, another great Dzogchen teacher. Rest in natural great peace, this exhausted mind. 
beaten helplessly by karma and neurotic thoughts. <laughs> like the relentless fury of the pounding waves in the infinite ocean of samsara, rest in natural great peace. I read it once again. Rest in natural great peace, this exhausted mind, beaten helplessly by karma and neurotic thoughts, like the relentless fury of the pounding waves in the infinite ocean of samsara, rest in natural great peace. When you have a, a taste that I don't have to struggle, I don't have to improve, I don't have to fix, it's this moment of life that's happening and there's an awareness that can hold it that's bigger than it. And when I said awareness doesn't care, it's not to, you want to honor things as they arise, but for the purposes of the bigger picture, it's all just coming and going. And so you both honor the relative, honor the feelings, honor your fears or your losses or your grief and feel it fully and see it's all part of the magical display of this human experience called you. And to know that underneath it all there is something that can hold it and can, um, is not touched by it. Uh, this, is, this is the piece that uh, the Buddha was talking about. <clears throat> so why don't you share for a little while? I think it's uh, over here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
in the Dzogchen teachings, they say that our consciousness, mind is like water. This water gets frozen now and then. Even though it is nature is always flow and pristine. From that point of view, there's not so much uh, neuroses or psychological pathology. There's only sometimes a frozen in each of us. A frozen our body in our consciousness. And where you feel that your heart is not open and your energy is not flowing gracefully. Do you have this experience right now in your being? In Vajrayana Buddhism, we talk about the knot of channels. It's like you feel you have this energetic knot somewhere in your body or in your heart. It could be fear, it could be anger. I would like to everybody to just go inside right now and to find out that frozen somewhere inside you or find out that energetic knot or that energetic blockage somewhere inside you. You may even be able to locate where it is. Maybe spasm in your back or pain in your stomach or some kind of tightness in your chest. There's so many things are happening right now in this amazing gathering. And we are becoming more and more intuitive. And you may feel that. And there is a joy and peace pervading around here. And also you may feel that there's some struggle happening right now either inside yourself, if not inside of somebody around you. So we become very sensitive and open-hearted towards each other. That's the, the beauty of being in a meditation retreat.
So everybody has their frozen. You may be able to verbalize, or you may not be able to even talk about it, but you can feel that somewhere inside you. So here I'm asking to go inside and intentionally point out that frozen inside you. It could be deep-seated resentment, a fear, or you may not be able to name it. Just could be very much a physical a sensation inside your body. A stagnating and the stalemate sensation somewhere inside your body. Or you could be having aversion to what I'm saying right now, hoping that he should be, he would be quiet very soon. I'm inviting all of you to bring up all your frozen on the surface of your consciousness. Don't uh, hold anything back. This is a moment for inner cleansing. I want you to bring everything up on the surface. Bring about your guilt, your resentment, your self-loathing, your aversion, your fear. Bring all of them into this field of compassionate awareness, this non-judgmental awareness. <clears throat> and also feel the pain that comes along with this frozen. Can you see there's a pain? This is what Buddha called Tugga, the universal suffering. And sometimes we can have this frozen by holding on to very strong emotions as also on to very rigid beliefs and ideas, personal ideas, or even spiritual ideas as well as also political ideas and belief systems. So then this water cannot flow beautifully. Remember your being is a, a water, a sacred water, a holy water, the river in energy. <coughs> One of the most powerful ways to melt this frozen 
is the love. There are different ways of inviting the love. There are hundred expressions of love. There's a divine love. In India, they call it the bhakti. You don't have to be Hindu to practice the bhakti yoga. You can be a Buddhist or you can be anybody and to practice the bhakti yoga. You can go inside and to invite a divine love, love towards the the highest truth, love towards the unborn Buddha, and love towards the Avalokiteshvara, love towards the Aryatara, or love towards the Shiva. Oh, you may not uh, connect to those uh, traditional archetypes. And then you can do practice such as a Brahma Vihara. I think Jim is going to lead the Brahma Vihara. It's a it's a love of yourself. It's a love of your or, or love towards your family members, love towards your friends, love towards humanity, or love towards the universe. Sometimes I tell people write poems now and then. Write poem, hymns to the everything, hymns to the existence, hymns to the universe. You may not feel right uh, hymns to the Aryatara or Avalokiteshvara, but you can write hymns to the universe. You can write hymns to the ocean and the forest. Or you can go inside and meditate on the love, compassion, such as the Brahma Viharas. One of my daily sadhana, my daily spiritual practice is reciting this Tibetan liturgy known as the Four Immeasurables. I'm always looking forward to that practice. I recite this uh, traditional liturgy. I write, I try to recite that every early morning. And that is the best time in the whole day for me. And let me recite uh, the first verse, to me, this verse has so much power. 
and yet utterly simple. It's not one of those uh, teachings that requires lots of uh, study and uh, contemplation. It's very simple. This line goes, may all sentient beings have happiness in cause of happiness. I used to recite this uh, liturgy when I was young, and then somehow I forgot it for a long time. I thought it was too simple. I started doing uh, other fancy liturgies, <laughs> like Dzogchen liturgies, Tantric Buddhist liturgies. I thought they were much more profound, more mysterious, more intriguing. And eventually I went back to those simple practice. It's a simple practice because it's so easy <coughs> to understand. And sometimes I have my own uh, obstacles. This is a Tibetan expression. We talked about the outer obstacle, inner obstacle, and the secret obstacles. The outer obstacles are the challenges that you go through every day life. Like health issues, having a flat tire on the highway. And then you have uh, inner obstacles, which is meeting with your own emotional challenges, like fear, hope, confusion. So when I confront with uh, these challenges, I have a secret I'm going to share with you, how I deal with those challenges. I want to also to report that I have nothing to report. <laughs> I'm very ordinary, but I feel that I'm no longer afraid of challenges <coughs> as I used to, because I know how to work with them. So I want to share this secret with all of you. I'm not saying that I'm enlightened, I'm exalted. I'm simply uh, just ordinary as any of you, or even maybe more ordinary than some of you. <laughs> Except I got an accent, <coughs> quite heavy accent. That's pretty much a difference between you and me. I got a heavy Tibetan accent. <laughs> Some people love accent. One time I was working very hard to get rid of my Tibetan accent, which was an impossible task anyway. My Dharma friends told me, please don't get rid of your heavy accent. We love your heavy accent. So there are people who really love a strange accent. 
but the others in that were all the same. So I just want to make sure that I'm not trying to tell you that I have some kind of inner realization or I'm some kind of evolved personality at all. All I'm saying is that uh, through some of the basic Buddhist practices I learned how to work with my challenges. It's uh, absolutely worthwhile for me to share that with all of you. And that is the secret of love. So whenever I meet with the challenges, my true refuge, my the last sadhana is to recite the lines on the four immeasurables. Remember the first line is very simple. May all sentient beings have happiness and the cause of happiness. So forget emptiness for a while. Forget everything I have been talking about for a while. Forget Dharmakaya. Forget the great emptiness. Forget Nirvana. And forget Dzogchen for a while. Just try this very simple practice, what I call the heart, the spirituality of the heart. Your heart already knows this love. This love is much older than Buddhism. In the end, love is the answer. Nothing can really help us. Spirituality can be just a, sometimes a huge entertainment. It, it can be just another distraction without love. There is no Dzogchen without love. There is no Zen without love. There is no Buddhism without love. Love is very scary too. The unconditional love is very scary. This is why our ego is able to manage to keep warding off the path of love. And yet your true nature is the love. Can I have that picture, this one? <laughs> In my tradition, uh, we have uh, this uh, ceremony known as Abhishek or empowerment. By the way, I don't offer empowerment, not the traditional empowerment, because we have to have a very fancy hat, which I 
didn't have the chance to make fun. <laughs> and not only that, you have to have lots of uh, sacred paraphernalia. One of them is uh, called Chakadi. It's uh, this beautiful sacred images of devas, divine beings, symbolize love, compassion, truth. And usually the Lama, the master, pick up the Chakadi and he or she move around and ask everybody to pay attention to it. So I feel that this is a Chakadi. And when you look at it, you see this pure being is full of love and the joy. This is your true nature. So when you feel the love, love immediately melts all the frozen, your resistance, your all rigidity, your fear, everything melts. And then there is this river, this Ganji, which is here, your river in Ganji, began to flow beautifully with so much grace. And then you become the source of a peace. So please, can you recite uh, or repeat after me this line? This is the most powerful words that we can utter. May all sentient beings, May all sentient beings have, happiness have happiness and the cause of happiness. This is the mantra of all the mantras. I would ask you to remember from now on reciting these words every day. And recite these words until you begin to feel the spirit of this Simple words. And that's what uh, happiness is when you 
the whole being, your mind, your consciousness, your heart begin to flow with the ease, with the grace. And then maybe that's what Nirvana is. To Nirvana is a, a life. Nirvana is a flowing. Nirvana is not static. Nirvana is not some kind of this grand attainment that you can actualize. But it's always live in this flowing inside you. The nirvana, the true nirvana flows with your heart, love of your heart. You can breathe nirvana. You can feel the nirvana in your belly, in your chest, with the love. Nirvana is that melting flow inside you, so, so alive. Nirvana is not extinction. It's not extinction of suffering, not extinction of craving, not extinction of delusion. Because if you think Nirvana is extinction, then becomes this static attainment. Nirvana is not other side either. So try to invite everybody in your heart now and then, your enemy, your loved ones, and the whole humankind. And then try to include all living beings in this universe into your heart. And then say this very simple word. My teacher, Lama Tsurgo, he used to tell me that, he told me, this is his only understanding, it takes so much good karma and to hear Just one mantra. He used to teach me mantras. He said it takes many, many lifetimes good karma to hear that one mantra. So this is his understanding. But I, I believe that the word you're hearing right now is not an ordinary word. You're not hearing this word as purely accidents, you have been somehow preparing to hear this one word. You have been preparing for a very long time to hear this word. You have been preparing to be here with us today. And now you are hearing the words that your heart has been waiting for a very long time. I say, may all sentient beings have happiness and the cause of happiness. 
Can you feel the spirit behind this word? And then you wake up and realize that Avalokiteshvara is inside you. And then you realize that the Satguru is inside you, not outside. Until you feel this love inside you, then Satguru is always outside. The Divine is always outside. So when you feel this love, can you feel this? Your heart is melting right now. Frozen is melting. Your fear is gone away. All your resistance, your contraction in your heart is gone away. Do you feel that there's a benevolent force is almost pervading everywhere inside your body? I think one Tibetan Lama said. He was trying to describe this state of consciousness. He said, it's like, and there are all this, deities in every pore in your body, they're all drinking champagne <laughs> and celebrating singing songs. <laughs> this is his way of describing this melting state. It's a very nice image, isn't it? So do you feel that now entire your body, every cell in your body is totally filled with this peace and this love? And now can you feel that this world is no longer unfriendly territory? This world is your home. Now you can relax and you can rest. And now you may find this, this life is no longer unknown. But this life now becomes your true companion and you can surrender to it with a total devotion. And now you may be able to even invite all the challenges, obstacles, separation, loss, illness, even dying as an expression of this human life that you have so much devotion. And now you're able to embrace everything. You're able to embrace even your own death with love, without fear. I'm personally thankful to James for asking me to talk about love. So please recite these words every day from now on, <laughs> three times a day. 
I'm Tibetan, we are into numbers. <laughs> We're obsessed with uh, giving you assignment, particular assignment. Much gratitude to you. So, um, <clears throat> in a moment, we'll uh, have a walking period. What I'd like to suggest for that period is um, following up on, on your words, Rinpoche. Uh, first, uh, th- thank you for creating the, or helping to align the field so that uh, what's here naturally can, can be experienced. Um, so beautifully. And this, this whole idea, one of the, the chapters in, uh, in Magic of Awareness, uh, awareness is uh, Melt into Love, which is my, it's my favorite chapter title of all. Melt into Love. Um, and we can actually consciously practice that um, one way as as Rinpoche was saying, is to just invite that thought or those thoughts of well-wishing that uh, melt the heart, melt the armoring uh, that's there, and just allow that natural flow to, uh, to radiate out. And another way, another aspect that I would um, suggest and suggest that you um, play with or uh, practice with in, uh, in this walking period, uh, sometimes the outflow comes nat- naturally, but uh, letting it in doesn't come quite as easily for, for many of us. Um, when we feel that life is, is friendly, it's much easier to let it in, but when we have our our uh, vigilant wariness out and our amygdala is scanning for what could go wrong. Uh, it's a little bit harder to relax and let in the love. But um, you can practice this and I've found it a very um, helpful practice to see all the good that's coming our way. And you probably, I think um, so many people felt it here a moment ago as, as, 
as Rinpoche was talking, oh, this is a safe place for us to all share this feeling of goodwill and how uh, uplifting and, and uh, enriching it is when we feel safe enough to let that in as well as letting it out. So uh, a practice that uh, is, comes from the Tibetan lineage is uh, Tibetan tra uh, traditions is seeing everyone as your benefactor and seeing everyone and everything as your benefactor that everyone and everything is here to help us wake up and if we see them as benefactors then uh, we're we feel a little bit uh, more open to uh, not missing all the good that comes our way. So a practice that I've played around with the last few years quite consciously, any time that um, somebody opens a door for you or smiles at you or you sense a, a sense of goodwill towards you. Um, first, to not miss that, which is easily, easy to do, and, and let in uh, that connection with that being. And uh, for extra credit, <laughs> to see them as, um, as an agent of life, letting you know that you are loved not only that you are loved, but as you let that in, letting you know you are love. And when you start to open up and have your radar out for it, then you'll start to see it all over the place. And as you let it in, you can't hold all of that love. You'll explode with all the goodness coming your way if you try to hold on to it. No need to do that, but just letting it in and what else to do but just let it out. So you become, and this is the practice, just becoming a, a meta-recycling machine. <laughs> but to really see all the the goodness and the friendliness around you, that, that's where melting into love becomes a, a, a full experience to see as the barriers get lifted all the love and the goodness coming towards you and all that can come through you and pass through you. Not to be naive and you know, there are times when it's important to have healthy boundaries. And I'm not saying to, uh, to, to have your armoring down all the time. It's very important to know. But to be able to uh, take in the love and have a kind of semi-permeable membrane keeps out the negativity, but not at the expense of, of letting in all the goodness around. And so here, as you do the walking meditation, and there you, here you are, whether it's being around other people, and you don't need to engage uh, them. You can just feel the goodwill around you. If eyes meet, 
and, and there's a feeling of goodwill, let yourself be okay and take that in and send it out. Um, but just to see, as uh, what Albert Einstein says, perhaps the most important question a human being can ask themselves is, is the universe friendly or not? And to, uh, to start seeing the, the, the friendliness and the benevolence uh, around you as you do the walking, feeling it and just letting it move through you and sending it out, whether it's the chicken or the egg, where it comes first is less important. It's just life loving itself through us. Um, so we can uh, just play around with that and, and practice with that for, oh, the next uh, 20 minutes or so. Uh, and then we're going to come back for uh, a last uh, session of teaching and uh, uh, maybe a little bit of sitting and some uh, Q&A and, uh, and hanging out together before we end. But please uh, try that practice and I'll uh, see you in a few minutes. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.